Hi, I'm Janine Strawn, the Tiny House Guru and founder of Tiny House Solutions and the president of the Australian Tiny House Association. I'm here to talk to you about all things tiny and in this podcast I'll be discussing some topics that will get you thinking about whether tiny house living is for you as well as all sorts of tips regarding finding a site, working out a budget, designing your space, choosing your materials, building and moving your tiny, how you can earn an income from your tiny house and so much more. My passion for tiny houses stemmed from my passion for sustainability and the environment. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast you can relate. All of my advice is based on my personal and professional experience and I recommend you do your own due diligence. You can find out more about what I do or try Tiny House Living by checking out my website at www.tinyhousesolutions.com.au and if by listening to these podcasts you think I can assist you in achieving freedom, in living your dream and wanting information on our tiny house models, then consider booking a consult time with me to discuss your project. In this podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about building your tiny house. I've written and spoken a lot about the building of tiny houses to ensure they're safe for occupants and also when being moved to not pose a threat to other road users. I teach in the area of building and construction and I've designed and constructed my own tiny house prototype. So I'm pretty passionate about helping people understand the complexity of building a movable house, which just happens to be tiny. In this podcast, I'm going to talk to you about what to consider when building your tiny house. I get asked a lot whether tiny houses need to comply with the building codes. My response is usually that at this stage, a tiny house on a trailer is deemed a caravan and it's just the trailer that needs to be built to meet, meet road regulations so it can be travelling on the road. And you can construct any manner of structures on top of the trailer, from a dog kennel to a tiny house. However, there are limits to transporting the tiny house on the road without a permit, and they include a height of no greater than 4.3 metres, a maximum width of 2.5, and without exceeding 12.5 metres in length. The trailer also has to be constructed to an approved rating for the total weight limit. Let's face it, tiny houses are different to caravans. They are generally larger in height than caravans, often longer and certainly heavier. When it comes to transporting your tiny home, I'd like you to consider these points to ensure you stay safe, other road users are safe and the tiny house arrives in one piece. Tiny houses are generally not aerodynamically designed and they'll be prone to movement from gusts of wind due to their large wall surface. They will also usually have a a higher centre of gravity than a caravan and perhaps more prone to rolling over. They can sway when being towed and can become a danger to other road users. Caravans, however, sometimes have anti-sway bars, but haven't seen any of these on tiny houses. And lastly, and perhaps the most important one, is securing the load, being your tiny house. You will need to secure the tiny house to the trailer from the roof to the floor with a strong connection system as you'll be exposing your tiny house to extreme wind loads during movement. Unfortunately there have been disaster stories of tiny houses falling apart during road transport and of course we want to avoid that at all cost. 
Hence why it's so important that you understand the potential implications of your building decisions. I have assessed whether tiny houses can be built to the National Construction Code Volume 2 for housing in Australia, and they could be built to comply with most areas of the building code, whilst a couple of areas they cannot comply with easily. I will cover off on these as I go, but I first want you to know that you can download the National Construction Code from the Australian Building Codes Board website, abcb.gov.au, and go to register and then download the National Construction Code Volume 2, 2019 for free. To start with, let's talk about the substructure, which in the case of a tiny house will likely be a steel, a steel trailer. As mentioned previously in podcast four relating to material selection, the trailer should be engineer designed to support the weight of the trailer and the tiny house and furniture post-construction. If you missed that podcast, you can always go back and check it out or alternatively, check out my corresponding blogs on my website, tinyhousesolutions.com.au. From the substructure, you work upwards. So the subfloor, structural walls, windows and door, roofing system, flooring, insulation, internal walls and lofts. I'm not covering cabinetry and furniture, but again, get some tips from YouTube videos on tiny houses, internal fit-outs. The subfloor is where you connect the to the trailer. Usually there will be beams to connect to, which act as bearers. The timber or steel members that you will connect to the bearers are joists, and they need to be appropriately sized and spaced to minimise spring in the laying of the flooring. The combination of the trailer beams and joists will support the wall, weight of the walls windows and roof. The structural wall will be constructed either as a steel or a timber frame or like what I used which is a structurally insulated panel system for speed and ease to construct. If you are building a wall frame then you will need to follow the requirements set out in the Australian standard 1684 for timber framing that is including the lintels over the windows for doors and windows. Once the wall frame is erected and complete, then start working on the roof system that you've designed for your tiny house. You will need to ensure that roof system is properly secured to the wall frame to avoid separation from what we call uplift. Then you will need to brace the roof and the wall frame with steel bracing or timber bracing to prevent a process called racking, which is the movement of the systems resulting in collapse. Before installing the roofing material, install sarking or sizolation, which is the reflective builder's wrap around the wall frame and roof system. You'll need to follow the installation requirements in the code to ensure sarking is installed properly to prevent moisture entry. Once that is in place, the roof battens need to be installed. The roofing material will need to be secured well to the roof structure to avoid it being dislodged during movement. Install the windows and door and wall cladding as per the manufacturer's instructions to make sure the tiny house remains watertight. Once it is watertight, then you can move inside to start installing the wall insulation between the studs and the roof insulation between the rafters without compressing the insulation. For the windows, I usually use thermally broken double glazed windows, but that really does depend on the climate. This will keep your house a lot warmer in the winter time. 
helping to reduce heat loss. You would then lay down your flooring material and screw it to the joist to reduce spring. Generally, you'll be constructing some other internal walls, perhaps a bathroom or a bedroom divider, or to support the plumbing pipes coming into the shower base. Perhaps you're going to uh, construct a loft, so ensure that you have secured it properly to the structural walls and selected appropriate materials according to strength for the anticipated load on the loft. Once the windows are constructed, then you can line them. There are a number of materials you could use. You could line it with plasterboard or marine ply or orientated strand board or reclaimed timber. But just be conscious of the weight of these materials because everything you put in to the house needs to be weighed. So you're making sure that you're not going over the load limit for the trailer, how the trailer has been designed. Lastly, if you have a loft, you'll need either a ladder or stairs to access it. If you use a ladder, ensure that it is not positioned directly vertical and the rungs are deep. Otherwise, it will become difficult to climb. As for the stairs, they should be built to allow ease of access and meet the step requirements outlined in the code. However, this is really difficult to achieve in most tiny houses due to the limited space that you've got. It is important that you use a licensed electrician for all your electrical work and a licensed plumber, roof plumber and gas fitter for your water, wastewater, gas connections and ensuring the roof is watertight. So today we've covered off on a lot of things to consider when building your tiny house. Three things to, uh, to build a structurally sound and sturdy tiny house that will withstand being moved and a home that is comfortable and safe for the occupants. If all of the above sounds a little bit too much to handle, don't be deterred. Building a tiny house is very doable. After all, I did it myself. To make the process easier for my clients, I create tiny house kits, which provide them with all the building materials and construction manual they need to get started. Please don't hesitate to get in contact with us to discuss your options. So next time, we'll chat about what to consider when going off the grid. If by listening to these podcasts, you want to know more about our tiny house models or stay in a tiny house, then check out www.tinyhousesolutions.com.au and see how we could work together. If you're also interested in sustainable design, but on a larger scale, then you might also like to check out my other podcast, Tips from the Sustainable Design Expert. Have a wonderful day.